Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. And welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Kelly. Kelly, hello again. Hello again. We're back. Uh, new, new pod, new episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh we are back again here in january kelly how is the weather by you haven't you been getting a lot of snow yeah we got so like last weekend at this time i was kind of still cleaning up after we got hit by like 14 inches of snow i think and then it's just been cold as shit lately which has been super cool because the heat at work doesn't work oh nice and and like we had a guy come out to fix the heater and it's up on the roof and he's like, yeah, I'm not going up there. It's all full of snow and it's windy. I was like, all right, fair enough. So I've been wearing like three layers to work every day. Oof. Yeah, we have been very cold, but haven't gotten a ton of snow. We actually had a... um I believe it was a record. We had something like 670 consecutive days of um, no more than an inch of snow. That rules, um, but also the planet's kind of fucked. Yeah, that has ended because I think we got like an inch and a half earlier <laughs> this week. Um, but just really incredibly cold, miserably cold, um, which I don't like. I'm a I'm a summer what are you, Kelly? I realized. Have we ever talked about this? Are you a? I don't. What, I, I rank, like, rank the I like, seasons. Rank the seasons. I would go spring, summer, fall, winter. Mm. Actually, no. Spring, fall, summer, winter. Okay, you're closer. I mm, do. I like spring. I can never really decide. My number one is fall. Then, I don't know. Probably summer, spring, winter. So we're close. Spring is so nice when it's just like, oh shit, everything's been horribly cold. Now it's like 30 degrees and I don't need a jacket anymore. <laughs> but I just think of spring and I'm like, oh, but it's going to rain. Like, Yeah. Which I find very annoying. Very I, annoying. I'm okay with it because I don't have to shovel it. Yeah, and I guess I walk a lot of places. So like, I guess if you drive, you're like, oh, it's raining. Let me get my car and I'm driving with me. Yeah. I'm like, well, I got to go walk around <laughs> in the rain, um, which sucks. Uh, but anyway, here we are on another episode of Jumping Bomb Audio. Before we get into the show proper, we got to do the plugs. Follow us on Twitter at Audio. I have two times in the past uh, in between these episodes. I have tweeted whoa um, about things um what did i tweet about i don't even remember i think one was a show that i hadn't gotten to let's just look at our 
Hot takes Twitter. that couldn't be contained. Um. Oh, the I I did watch the uh, Great Sakua. Is that how you say it? Great. The uh, oh the, the, the Muda offspring daughter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I did watch that debut match from the uh, Noah New Year show. Kelly, did you see that? Did you watch the Noah show? I haven't watched any of it. Okay. Uh, I watched some of it and it was like a six hour show where I'm still like three hours into it. And I'm like, will I ever finish this? <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm all that motivated now, especially because I've seen the women's match, which I did really want to see because it's like, am I really trying to go back to the show to watch a match that everyone's been like, this is depressing and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I did tweet about that debut. It was an interesting thing. I think the look, Kelly, I don't even know if you've seen the look of the character Rico uh, is playing. She um, looks cool. Looks very cool. It's like very cool, but like the match itself felt very much sort of like they were just told to go out there and have a regular match until the very end, like the last one minute. So it's sort of like, hey, what's going on here? And then in the last minute, it's like, ah, um, you know, she just uh, like does stuff and then you're like oh this is interesting but the rest of it was fine um but i'm happy to see something happening in a promotion that isn't just like oh we'll put one female match on here just to you know like we'll throw some broads out there hopefully people will yeah. like it uh and my other tweet was about that uh ryo mizunami should become the new jack of uh joshi and have the theme song play uh yes. during the matches Yes, I co-sign that. I'm I'm into it. So anyway, you should follow us on Twitter because now you never know. I might tweet two more times. I might tweet five more times. Um, <laughs> I can't say. You have to follow us to find out. And that's at JBomb Audio. You can follow Kelly at Comic Geek Kelly. And you can follow me on my personal account where um, I did tweet. I, I even tweeted once this week because I received uh, an email from Netflix that um, a new show was coming to the platform and or a, a new movie, I should say. And that movie was The Song of the South. And oh, I thought, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> and open it up and realize it's an unrelated uh, new film oh. coming out. Um, that seems like false advertising. But literally, I saw that email and I was like, what? And open it up very quickly and realized it was wrong. So I tweeted about uh, that that would that would have been a wild for netflix to randomly drop a disney movie <laughs> netflix uh, should make another movie where it's got the same name as that jerry lewis holocaust clown movie that i cannot oh the, the day the the day the um the day the something died or um or the day the clown cried yes yes thank you yeah uh, just ma <laughs> make a unrelated movie titled that so when i see the email i'm like what the fuck <laughs> Our clicks are way up on this email. Our clicks are way up. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we know why. Um, and then they just start chasing it and you get another movie where it's just called like free nudes or something. <laughs> they probably might. Or that sounds like something that would already be would be probably. one of those um, like Netflix uh, true crime docs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like free nudes. He kept asking for free nudes, but he wanted more than free nudes. <laughs> Uh, anyway you can also subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and if that app of choice happens to be apple podcasts we would really love a five-star rating and review or if you're feeling extra generous you can donate to the show at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumping dash bomb dash audio all right let's get into it we're going to just be wandering the world of Joshi this week, talking about a bunch of shows, uh, not one big major show this week for us, uh, but we'll be talking a lot of things. We will also be providing an exciting update to the Joshi Fantasy League standings, and then we will be previewing a number of shows, of course, a big stardom show coming up a pretty fun-looking Ice Ribbon Cork and Hall show, and much more. So let's get into it. First, we'll talk some stardom. Stardom having some house shows, but having two shows this weekend. Um, 
which have not gone up yet on Stardom World yet. Um, but the big things from there, there was a show on January 20th. Uh, Maceira defeated Fukigen Death to retain the high-speed title. Uh, Siri, Mirai, and Amisore defeated Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, and Hanan to retain the Artist of Stardom titles. Uh, Rana Yagami joined, uh, asked to join God's Eye and was uh, accepted. That's a good, good spot for her, I think. And most interestingly, we have a new unit uh, in Stardom. That unit made up of Micah, Mina Shirakawa, Wakasukiyama, Hanako, and the returning Zena back in Stardom. Kelly, they don't have a name yet. They have not officially named the unit. If you had to name this unit, what would you call it? God, I don't even know. Like, it's such a weird grouping of people. Cause, like, I don't, I don't ever just imagine Micah and Mina Shirakawa hanging out. You know, like that. That doesn't seem like something that would happen. I mean, Waka's there. That makes sense, I guess. Hanako, I thought for sure was going to be in God's eye. Um. What did Cosmic Angels disband and I just missed it or forgot about it? Um, yeah, I I think they I mean, they've lost a number of people. I mean, not a number of people, but you know, it sort of like went away, I feel. Oh wait, no, not Cosmic Angels. What was Club Venus? Oh yeah, Club Venus. Sorry, that's also what I it's funny because you said Cosmic <laughs> Angels, and in my mind, I was thinking CV for yeah. Club Venus. So I yep. like just didn't listen to what you were saying. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was just like, well, we're down to like two people, so this isn't really a unit. This is like yeah. just a tag team. Mina's um, like, I need more women. Um, it feels to yeah. me like they and, like, need what happened one Micah goon. <laughs> Yeah, they need one more like mid card person. It feels yeah. like to me. Um, who would that be? I don't know. Um, I was thinking something like red something, but my first thought was red sky. Except I, th- I thought, well, you wouldn't have red sky and God's eye. Yeah, that seems too close. So it has to be some like red like. I don't know. There's a red, lot of red going on with Micah, so I'm like Red Dawn. Red Castle of Doom. I like Red Dawn. That might be good. That's a movie, right? It is a movie and a remake of a movie. Yeah. Um. So they might they might find uh, copywriting that a little hard potentially. Red. Or trademarking, I should say. It's always just sort of like two random word, like Queen's red. Quest. Red Crimson. (laughs) Uh, Although Crimson is an interesting... Crimson... Crimson Ladies. The Crimson Mask. Is that a superhero? Uh, Maybe? Crimson Guard, that's a Star Wars thing. Crimson... Crimson, I don't know. Club Crimson. Uh, yeah, QQ, and then we could have CC. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, it'll probably be some totally different. <laughs> I mean, it could be literally like, I know it isn't going to be. It feels to me like it could literally be any two words. Yeah. In existence, you know, tall, you know, tall, tall boundary. Paul. I don't know. <laughs> Red uh, fence. Yeah. <laughs> red, uh, red, red night time. <laughs> Can you climb the red wall? Red wall. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll have to find out what that unit is named um, coming up. Hopefully, we'll know it by the next episode. 
this um, has the same feeling back when Aaron was here, when Starlight Kid uh, turned heel and we had all these ideas that she was going to change the name uh, to something more heelish and then just didn't. Uh, <laughs> all of our ideas were stupid and wrong. Um, then on the 21st of January was the Stardom Awards. The awards, we'll talk through them. Uh, it was um, also officially or made official, I guess. Megan Bain leaving Stardom had her final match, said that it isn't a goodbye, but to see you soon. I would imagine that she's heading back uh, to AEW to sit around in catering um, and maybe uh, work on the ROH show no one watches. Uh, she might get to wrestle Sky Blue. Well, if you're not wrestling Sky Blue, you're not wrestling because Sky Blue is <laughs> the only woman in AEW who wrestles every show. So, <laughs> uh, Anyway... The awards are as follows. The Shining Award, which is voted on by the fans. Uh, the winner there, Micah, that a pretty good award because it has been pretty good with, um, you know, sort of indicating people who have had big years. Last year, Tom won it, I believe. I think in 2020, Julia won it. Um, so... Uh, a nice win there for Micah. Best skill. I'm not entirely sure what best skill means. Um, like the skill of wrestling? I think it's she can do like a cool trick. Best skill. Because best skill would be best wrestling, which would make you the best wrestler. Uh, is Mirai. Uh, I think winning. Mirai can do like... A she can like juggle a bunch and they're like, wow, that's a great skill. And then they ordered her that. Maybe she's the Jarek uh, 420 of the stardom uh, locker room back backstage doing a lot of magic tricks. Yeah. Uh, they got to do a AEW crossover and then she and Nigel McGuinness can have a show. Oh, there you go. Uh, the fighting spirit award going to Suzu Suzuki. The Special Achievement Award going to Mayu Iwatani. Best Unit, Queen's Quest. Kelly, do you agree? Is Queen's Quest your favorite unit? Sure, I guess. <laughs> like, what did they do last year? They were the best unit, is what they I did. I mean, they. I guess they uh, won that cage match, so I, I guess that's like... I mean... I guess that, I mean... Oedo Tai yeah. would not get my vote. No. Um, DDM dead. Yeah, DDM, so they're not going to win. You know, Club Venus dead. They're not yep. going to win. <laughs> not a lot of contenders when you really think no. about it. Uh, the best tag team, Natsupoi and Sayuria No. Uh, yeah. The best the best bout sort of surprising to me, Julia versus Megan Bain from December 29th. Get, getting yeah. the best match right before the deadline. That's a weird one. Cause like I liked it just fine. It's nowhere near match of the year to me. Maybe some uh, recency bias um, there, but of course, MVP, um, Kelly probably in there stuffing the ballots uh, yep. for winner Tom Nakano, the MVP. Yep. I was writing out Facebook. my votes on the backs of the uh, the Meltier CD. Uh, I mean, a, a logical pick. She was very important. Yeah, know, Kelly. I, I think you could admit very important to to stardom in twenty twenty three. No, I would say she fits that role that spot. So that is what is going on or what has been going on in stardom in the past few weeks. In Seedling, they had a show on the 11th. It was the A block of their tag tournament. The big news coming out of that, Arisa Nakajima uh, was injured in her match um, that she had. There was a lot of fear and speculation that it was a very bad neck spinal 
injury. Uh, she went to the, she was taken to the hospital. Uh, it seems to me based on what I've seen her tweet out and other people tweet out that it seems like it's sort of best case scenario for this sort of thing. Yeah. Like, was it just like, did she just get a stinger or something? I don't remember what the official diagnosis was, but she got out of the hospital pretty fast. I think she's wearing like a soft, um, neck brace, like a Roderick strong style, uh, neck brace. Um, She's just going I, around going, sorry. I sorry. And I, <laughs> and I think she um but anyway, I'm not a doctor, but I think it's sort of like best case scenario because at the at the beginning when it was happening, um, there was a lot of fear that it was gonna be like a very bad spinal injury, and it seems like it's not. I know that they have been talking about um, you know, I think she got taken off some shows in the recent time, but I think when they, when Seedling was talking about it, they mentioned some, I believe show at the end of this month and they're like, well, she might be there, which oh. seems pretty good. Even if she's not, um, it seems better that they're talking about it as in like, she might miss it as opposed to like, she's out for six months or whatever it would be. Yeah. Um, the, Finals of that tag tournament ended up being um, Veni and Mayukihi defeating Natsu Samire and Miyuki Takase, who lost to Arisa and Seri in the opening round, but with the injury uh, got moved in. But anyway, uh, Veni and Mayukihi winning the A block. They will wait to see the winner of the B block, which will be happening in February, and then those finals will be in March. Uh, what else is going on in Tokyo? Joshi opened up their Max Heart Tag Team Tournament. Kelly, did you catch any of this? Um, I watched the uh, show from the 20th, and I made the mistake of watching it as the last show after watching a whole bunch of wrestling. And with it only being a single cam show with no commentary, I was having such a hard time focusing. <laughs> I would say a show, both the 20th and the 21st, um, nothing to me sort of in-ring-wise um, that really stood out. Um, I thought fine shows. This is usually how the Max Hart starts. They do these sort of smaller shows like house show adjacent type shows. Um you know, I thought everything was fine. I didn't think anything was terrible, but nothing really stood out to me all that much. Um, you know, the only thing results... that there's two things that stood out to me. One, uh, Uehara is way more excited to be teaming with Arai than Arai is to be teaming with Uehara. Like it, Yuki Arai really seems like she's just dealing with a rambunctious fan. She's handling it well. But Uehara is so much more excited about this than she is. Uh, and what's your second thing? Uh, the second thing is, holy shit, Juria, like not only didn't take the fall, but she, she won. Their team won. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the uh, moving on deep into the tournament. Uh, I was also surprised. I was like, wow, the year of uh, uh, Raku continues with them yeah. winning. Uh, their their first matchup, of course, then losing. So maybe not the year of uh, Raku. But I guess quickly going through the results on the 20th, Uihara and Arai defeated Haru Kazashiro and Kaya Torabami. Palm Harajuku and Raku defeated Himawari and Nao Kakuda. Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto defeating Miyu Yamashita and Toga. And Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima defeating Mihiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamufuku. And then on the 21st, Daisy Monkey, Ariso Endo, and Suzume defeated Palm Harajuku and Raku. Wakana Uihara and Yuki Arai defeated Mizuki and Shino Suzuki. Uh, she don't and, know. Yeah, she don't know anymore. Um, and Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi defeating Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima. Not a, not a lot of um, shocking results up and down maybe maybe the big one is Miyu Yamashita and Toga I guess 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's more like, I mean, you have to assume like, oh yeah, Toga's getting pinned, but I didn't think they would get knocked out in the first round by the team with someone that's leaving, you know? I thought maybe, oh, they might give Toga a win and have her pin Juria. Like, that might be cool, but eh, we'll see how far they're getting in the tournament, you know? It might be a nice little Cinderella run as like a send-off to Juria, which would be cool. Yeah. Uh, what else has been happening? Wave had a show on January 13th. I was I was messaging Kelly um, <laughs> frequently about the show. They had a show on the 13th of January. It's up on their YouTube. Um, my review of the show is, I would say, skip. Um, the first four matches uh, lasted, I believe, seven minutes and 50 seconds um, in total which I found very odd until I discovered the reason was that the semi-main event uh, Sakura Hirota match lasted almost 18 minutes, um, which felt very long. And then the main event ended in a count out. Just a Good very show. bizarre, <laughs> like, of, and the main event was all the people who had been in the first few matches who had wrestled for like <laughs> a minute each. So I'm like, this is very strange. That sounds um, like a COVID era. Like that sounds like a lockdown show. It was just very weird. I was like, why is this show so short? And then the Sakura Hura match lasted my entire life. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so long. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't know. Wave is like just a strange, I don't know. It's very strange now. It's like, who is like the wave person and the answer is it's Sakura Hirota. Um, you know, cause they had Sheeta who didn't really do anything. No, she not just show in, up to not in the title. Yeah. Not in ring, but in terms of like the, it didn't seemingly drive much excitement uh, <laughs> for the promotion. And now it's like, okay, this is a small show. It's like a little, you know, I don't even know what their attendance was probably under 50 people, but you know, so it's like, yeah, who really cares, but just a strange, you know, I was thinking we were talking about in the, um, voice of wrestling discord, um, about that catch the wave final, um, from a number of years ago. That was so good, uh, from 2018 or whenever that was. And I'm like, wow, that seems like a very far, um, cry from this uh 60 people was the attendance so i was wrong yeah uh, now wave anyway. is just the company that runs multiple tournaments at a time <laughs> in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe i can pull a ken Griffey jr rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, 
and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras some other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months. And you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service. Yuffie's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Yuffie video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys or reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the UV video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. One second. Door is unlocked. Much, much easier. So if you want to jump on board with Eufy Video Lock, search Eufy Video Lock. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Again, that's Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Uh, also a show, uh, also having a show was got to move there to the future show. Kelly, I know we both watched this. We uh, what were your thoughts about this show, uh, sort of on the whole, and then we will dive in and talk a little bit more about individual matches. Overall, it was a pretty fun show. It wasn't their best, but you know, I enjoyed it all, uh, even the uh, Antonio Honda opener, I was like, you know what? That was just, that was all right. That wasn't terrible. So yeah, overall, a fun, fun show. Easy watch, I thought. I thought the top two were a lot of fun. I think probably worth watching. They're a total of, you know, 30 minutes together. So I think it'd be a pretty easy watch. Nothing really underneath um, stood out to if, me and all that. If um, you want to see Riho, you can turn it on. If you want to see Riho, um, you can turn it on. Kelly, you want to you want to um, do a uh, little prop bet here on the podcast? Sure, let's go for <laughs> a it. Little side. 
uh, bet. Name me. We're now. It's now January twenty first. What? Give me the day of the year when Riho will wrestle next. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, she wrestled this show and has not wrestled since. As a as a point of uh, information. Go. March 31st at the Tokyo okay. Joshi Sumo Hall show. I was thinking March. I'm like, ah, but I was thinking early. I'm like, March. Mm. You know what? I'll go early. I'm going to say February 25th. All right. So there you go. Uh, Kelly, we also have to talk about the fact um, they brought in your favorite guy for this show. I was so upset. I... <laughs> This is supposed to be a safe space, and I felt very attacked when I looked up and saw that Daichi was in the ring. Daichi does not work Gato move. Literally the first thing, the match started, and I was like, Daichi's here! Shit! I was like, oh my god. I saw Um, him in Out Loud said, oh, what the fuck? uh, So that was a a little treat. He wasn't like super extra in this match like he kind of just was normal he wasn't I at least i didn't notice him like doing the whole jumping around the ring like a fool and sliding to ask people things like he was just kind of a regular ref well emmy pulled him aside and was like don't pull on any of that here brother yeah uh, i hope she did lay down the law <laughs> do do what hat man won't <laughs> Uh, but that was, yeah, but I really, uh, I enjoyed that match. I thought it was a fun little match. It was um, good. I liked when they were doing the pin, they were doing like a pin exchange, like roll-ups and stuff. And then they both got stuck in the middle and no one was getting pinned. And I was like, Oh, that's a fun thing. I, that was cool. Um, yeah, no, that was really cool. And you could tell they were also like both like trying to get the other one over. Like that was a, a cool spot that I, I don't think I've ever seen before. And then I thought the I thought the main event was super fun, um, as well. Really loved the opening. I thought they started out really well with um, Aki like dodging the sliding D. I thought it was really cool. You know. Yeah, I liked when Sakura and Tanaka were like, "All right, we need to we need to beat this young buck. <laughs> we need to slow him down." And Tanaka is like, "Oh, he's fifty, and he's still just like the same guy." That's the wild thing about Tanaka. It's like is that wild. Over the years, the only change I think to him is he's slimmed down, so he's faster than he was now than when he was younger. Yeah, it's just like, especially as we talked about, you know, the Noah show, um, you know, good wrestlers slowing down, that he's just, I'm like, yep, same guy, like yeah. doing all the same stuff. Yeah. Like, all right. Um, so yeah, I'm shocked show. he didn't do a table bump. <laughs> no tables would have been a DQ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about um, to the future? Uh, I enjoyed the. Mo- I really loved the moment when May was getting into the ring, and then she noticed that it was Azumi holding the ropes open for her, and she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like that was a very cute moment. <laughs> And it looks like they set up for uh, a May and Azumi match in the future, so that would be cool to see. Maybe they've uh, they announced. I think in the summer they're running Kurikin, so that would be a cool like Kurikin main is May versus Azumi. There you go. What else was happening in the last two weeks? Well, we had Seriism Chapter Three. Hell yeah. Uh, Headlined by a big show, Kelly, another show we both watch. And I thought um, a fun show topped by an excellent match. Yeah, this show rocked. I really enjoyed all of it. I actually thought the opener, I really enjoyed the opener. The opener um, was great. Thought it was a really great showcase of uh, four, you know, the Anaba sisters who are very good. Um, and Mio and Rico. I thought they all worked hard. And I was like, yeah, this is a really fun 
um, match. You know, some of the matches sort of in the middle, especially the um, Nanai one, I was sort of like, oh, I could probably do without this. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the no main event. No passion was injected in that yeah. match. <laughs> but the main event really is the is the thing. Oh, boy. Match of the year right now. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, well, I know I'm because I know what your rating is, but um, I'm slightly lower than you by a, one quarter of a star, but just an excellent, uh, hard hitting match. I mean, just great stuff. Sorry is so, so this match, while it, while I was watching it, the news of Okada leaving broke. And I think that's why I don't really feel like any of the doom and gloom is because I was like, okay, Okada's gone. That's fine. Here's a match of the year candidate. Wrestling will live. Yeah, everyone, if you're sad about Okada, come watch some Joshi. That's yeah, exactly. We got plenty of stuff for you. We got plenty of stuff, and most of the American promotions aren't interested in it. Yep. And if they Actively, are, they're just getting flown out for the weekend by some money, Mark. Yeah. In fact, some may be actively against the whole thing. So <laughs> we're safe. But yeah, I really loved uh, there was the moment when uh, Chihiro was just like um, doing a lariat to Suri's head at one point when they were doing a yeah. strike exchange. And she was just like, OK, here we go. Um, just great stuff. Thank God Suri is back. Um, sad that she ever left, but it's great. She's back and she's having great matches. Yeah. It's and like, I was worried that she was just going to be broken by the American wrestling experience. And we are never going to have that wrestler of the year. Sorry back, but here we are. Yeah. One to go out of your way to watch. Cause I'm sure it will finish very high. Um, at the end of the year, even though it's only January 21st. So, yep. um, yeah. I would also on that show, I would recommend the opener for sure. Like uh, we were talking, like you were talking about before. And that match made me realize like Azusa and Abba really, I kind of bummed. I didn't give her a shout out for best rookie. I didn't realize just how young she is either. Like I knew obviously she's, uh, Tomoka's younger sister, but Azusa's 16. She's fucking oh, yeah. great already. Yeah. Like she's really good. So I think she the sky's the limit for her. Uh so that I thought that was great. Um and I really enjoyed the uh Takumi Aroha versus Miyuki Takase match. Like it was just kind of like a friendly contest where they were just, you know, kicking the shit out of each other cuz why not? We're we're booked on this show against each other. It's not like we have to hate each other or anything, but you know, let's Let's go out there and beat the shit out of each other. And it was it was a fun match. Also on cage match, the rating for the um, Nanai match is 4.43, which, you know, wow. if you're translating it five stars is like 2.2, but is incredibly low for cage match. That's really low. That's lower than I rated it. <laughs> so I'm like, people did not like it, I guess. So I guess we're not alone in that. Uh, you know, it makes me happy when people come around our way of thinking. Uh, I also watched uh, Just Tap Out had their, uh, they ran two tournaments on the same day. They ran um, a men's tournament and also a girls tournament uh, featuring a number of wrestlers. They had an exhibition match. I just have to shout out Trainee Azuzu who came out with a sword. Hell yeah. And then did a little routine with the sword, uh, which was great. Uh, but this is a fun show. It's on their YouTube. It's only uh, it's less than an hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, but have to just say the main event, uh, Tomoka Inaba and Sumika Yanagawa, is worth uh, a watch. I gave it three and three quarter stars. I think the sort of perfect, you know, not a mind bending uh, life-changing match but force these sort of small you know they're on youtube you can throw them on uh, a great match topping this um first round of the girls tournament they had fun graphics too you know in the tournament they have three rope breaks and they had a sort of um 
Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like top. Oh, nice. Top of the screen graphic with like how many rope breaks they had left. And, you know, when they would touch a touch the rope, like <laughs> they had the sound effect that would be like, boom, and you'd see like, <laughs> a rope break go away. It was very dramatic, um, but a lot of fun. Um, you know, Azuzu and Naba on that show, uh, my girl Rhythm, um, Aoi. Uh, Misa Kagura, lots of people. So a fun watch, very quick. Uh, frankly, if you fast forward through like entrances and they do um, post-match interviews with all the wrestlers, if you like fast forward through it, you could probably get through the show in 45 minutes. Um, nice. So definitely worth it. Uh, Arceon had their the final show, their sort of reunion show. It was available on live stream. I, I didn't, haven't caught it yet. Only three matches there. Um, but that, uh, happen and and the Unagi Purdue show, which I believe we briefly talked about last um, time, has aired on Samurai, so is out there. Uh, yeah. Did you have you have you it. seen it? I haven't watched it yet. No. Did you it's watch it? Cool. Yes. It's a it's a really fun show. Nothing like I would put in my notebook, but just an overall really fun show. They decorated Kurikin, so it looks different, which is cool. It gives the show a different feel. Uh, at the winners of every match are awarded some sort of like giant check-looking thing, which I assume gives them some sort of free food. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, overall, just really fun show. Wor- easily worth checking out. And it's one of those where I'm I'm just so happy for Unagi at how much of a success this was. And also just how ambitious it was to book yourself in three matches on your own produce show. And the first one is you getting the shit kicked out of you by Takumi Aroha. Like, that is not the choice I would have made, but I am now Dunagi. So that is what has been going on. And because of what has been going on, we have updates to the Joshi Fantasy League standing. Let's go through it. We'll start in third place. Still in third place for the second week uh, is Liam. Down, Eat shit, Liam. <laughs> down at 30 points. Uh, the only one, I guess I'll spoil this. It's not really a spoiler. The only one of the three of us who does not yet have any wrestler with double digit points uh, just as a reminder, Liam has Chihiro Hashimoto currently on nine points. Uh, Seri currently on seven points. Unagi currently on six points. Suzu Suzuki on five. And Aoi on three points for a total of 30. But there has been a mix-up at the top of the standings because now in second place, falling... To second place is Kelly oh, with no. 48 points. Uh, Kelly really leaning on two people here. Rina Yamashita, who already has 17 points um, in the, the year. Of course. <laughs> uh, Rina has 17. Utami has 11. So combined, they have 28 of the 48 points uh, for Kelly. Then Miyu Yamashita with nine. Takumi Aroha with six. And Veni with five bringing up the rear but now in first place taking over first place with 52 points that's right it's me the man who has i would say i'm pretty evenly spread which has me feeling pretty good uh, about the future my wrestlers you up at 15 leading the charge ibuki hoshi with 12 sayaka matani with a title shot coming up could make big points uh with 10 miyuki takase with nine and miyu watanabe at six for 52 so i'm at 52 kelly close behind at 48 and liam bringing up the rear with 30 points but you never know it could change um could all turn know. around for him Kelly, I feel pretty good that through you know three weeks of the year we're very close we really uh yeah you know I think my biggest fear was this was was one of us was just going to absolutely run away with it. And that's not happening. <laughs> so yeah. uh, 
that like week three, it'd be like a hundred to 15. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this stinks, <laughs> but not the case. So uh, good for us. Yeah. What is coming up? A chance for some people to earn points in the Joshi fantasy league. Well, Ooh. stardom has a big show coming up on February 4th, the 13th anniversary Supreme fight. 2024 big show here here are the matches rena will defend the future of stardom title against yuzuki kelly title change uh probably what else is happening there is a 13th anniversary special match it will be mayu iwatani nanai takahashi azumi and utami taking on Julia, Shuri, Suzu, Suzuki, and Mirai. That one should be a fun one. And then the match Kelly has been waiting for, Tom Nakano returns to the ring, teaming with Yuna Mizumori to take on Mina Shirakawa and Waka Sukiyama. I hope Silent she takes the dead. fall. Dead silence from Kelly. I hope, I hope Waka pins Tom. May Sierra will defend her high-speed title against Hazuki. Sayori Ano will defend the Wonder of Stardom title against Starlight Kid. And in the main event, Micah will defend her recently won World of Stardom title against Saya Kamatani. Kelly, do you see any title changes at the top of the card? I, I think the only one that could possibly change is the high speed title but even then i think sierra is probably still going to retain so i don't think there's any title changes on this show i don't know i'm very tripped up by sayakamatani i'm like it feels very much too soon to take it off of micah but it seems like a thing where they're like they obviously love saya and it's like, this is probably what she should do next. You know, she held the wonder for so long. It feels like this is the next step, but it feels like too soon. You know, one month, one month and six days or whatever it was. Or, you know, I don't know. It just has me a little tripped up. But I guess we'll see. What else is happening? Tokyo Joshi continues their Max Hart tournament on the 27th of January. They will have two matches. A Suzume and Ariso Endo will take on Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto. And Yuki Arai and Wakana Uihara will face Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi. Kelly, what are the finals of this tournament? Uh, so I'm thinking... Because now looking at this, you have to assume. I don't think Miyu Watanabe and Rika Titsume are going to the finals because it doesn't make sense to me to have uh, Miyu in there. So I think you get a Yuki Arai and Wakana Uehara upset. But then I maybe Suzume and Endo and the Cinderella run of Jiria and Mocha. And then maybe overall your winner is Suzume and Endo. Because I would assume with Arai being the international princess champion, you don't want her winning the tag belts. Because then that just always ends up being a problem. So I think your finals are Suzume and Endo versus Arai and Uehara with Daisy Monkey winning overall. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good uh, guess. Yeah. Uh, also, Tokyo Joshi has, um, I think, a bowling show on February 3rd. Um, <laughs> sure. It was listed not? on their website, but I don't really have any information. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Ice Ribbon has a Corican Hall show on January 27th. That will be framed around the Ribbon One Tournament. The Ribbon One Tournament, a one-night tournament at Corican Hall. Um, the first round matches will be contested with a five-minute time limit. The semifinals will be 10, 
and the final will be no time limit. And if there is a draw, the wrestler with the shorter overall career will advance. Now, <laughs> there is a possibility if Mifu Ishida and Asuka Fujitaki end up facing each other and going to a draw, um, they debuted on the same day. So <laughs> if th that were to happen, uh, there will be an overtime. Uh, there will essentially be time added. An overtime match um, will happen. <laughs> so uh, the card is as follows. Uh, two um, lower card matches. Nanai Furukawa, Yu Hanaya, and Yuki Minami versus Misa Kagura, Sumika Yanagawa, and Yuri. Ibuki Hoshi will team with Yoshiko Hasegawa to take on Miyuka Koke and Ancham. And then uh, Yuki Mashiro will make her return to Ice Ribbon for the first time since December 31st, 2022 at Ribbon Mania uh, to take on Makoto. And then the Ribbon 1 first round matches will see Muf Mifu Ishida take on Totoro Satsuki, Hamako Hoshi take on Arisa Shinose, Asuka Fujitaki take on Saran, Kuri take on Kahu Matsushita, and Tsukina Umino will take on Yepi. So that is your Ice Ribbon, Ribbon 1 tournament. Diana has a show coming up on the 28th. Uh, with uh, two title matches, Jaguar Yakota, Kyoko Inoue, and Sakura Hirota will battle for the Elizabeth Championship and keep that one um, on your mind for a second. And Haruka Umasaki will defend the Diana title against Unagi Sayaka. There will that also be, be a public. Yeah. Um, maybe Diana will be the promotion that puts a title on Unagi, who's very hot and a draw <laughs> yeah no that's that like if i'm diana that's an easy de decision right there so uh we will see there will also be a public trainee test on that show as well some tr so some trainees coming uh and then wave uh will have a show with possibly three title matches i said keep the elizabeth title in your mind that is because if sakura hirota wins that match at diana on the 28th on february 4th she would defend that title against kaoru ito and tomoko watanabe in a title match but the two definite uh, title matches for that wave show kazuna tanaka and hanaka will face saki and risa sara for the wave tag titles and Yuki Miyazaki will defend the Regina DeWave title against Haruka Umasaki. So that is everything that is coming up in the next two weeks. So we'll have plenty to talk about on our next episode of Jumping Bomb Audio. So now I will, as is tradition, throw it over to Kelly for Kelly's Corner. Did I lose? Oh, Kelly, you, did I? We're lose coming you very again? close to lose. Yes, you're getting very close to losing me. I, you've been sounding like a transformer through this whole thing. For whatever reason, my internet is like, nah, we don't like Streamyard today. So, and, but it, it lasted through most of the show. I was fine for most of it, but then like the last bit, my internet oh, was god. just like, man, oh god, what's happening to you now? Sorry, I accidentally hit my microphone. <laughs> We're falling apart here at the end of the show. My laptop's like, Jesus Christ, I've heard enough about Ice Ribbon. Wrap it up. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, we forego the normal Kelly recommendation and call it a day because let's land this bird before my computer's just like, nah, you're done. All right, Kelly's, uh, Kelly's computer rebelling against us, so we will call it... A, we'll call it an episode. It's an episode. So for Kelly, if he's still there, I am Taylor. This has been Jumping Bomb Audio, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.
Hola, hola, my name is Ricardo. I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí.